Kifa. Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a progressive talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo, joined by my co-host, LaDonna Loki. LaDonna, how's it going? Hello, hello. I'm jacked up this week with all the stories and double coffee. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just jump right into it because I got about 50 stories to get to and <laughs> less Not time to time. do it. Um, so uh, today, actually, like right before we started recording... <laughs> Uh, some other crazy shit just happened. So, um, you know, we talked a lot about the media's just total dereliction of duty in reporting of the Russia thing. Um, it's the reason that a lot of people think that the entire story is complete bullshit. Um, right. you know, and I, obviously we've talked a lot about on the show about how we think there's obviously some sketchy financials there, just like there's sketchy financials with yada yada, Saudi Arabia, Israel, which right. <laughs> we actually saw some of, by the way, <laughs> which we'll get to later. Um, but, um, it, it's just getting to the point where it's just becoming a, a, the second red scare. It's becoming fucking xenophobia. I mean, it's yeah. just anything that, that has to do with Russia just gets reported breathlessly without any kind of fact checking and quietly retracted later. And it's just doing an immense damage to the country, I think, because there's a lot of people who just see the initial splashy story and don't see the smaller correction follow up. So right. there's been a lot today, of sloppy reporting lately. And, and oh, they're it's just, just fucking awful. They're Nobody's... so eager for news on this that they're not dotting their I's and crossing their T's and, you know, really doing, well, just, you know, yeah. It's just so obvious they're trying to push a narrative and it helps fucking Trump because he can look at it and say, hey, look, all of this is fake news and don't believe all the other shit they're saying about our tax bill and about net neutrality because they're fucking fake news and they're liars. And right. he's not wrong when he says that in a broad sense because they do fucking report misinformation mm -hmm. and it discredits the important actual information they're supposed to be reporting. And it makes me fucking crazy. And it's tough because, um, I mean, I know people at these organizations and I know, you know, that there are a lot of people that do a lot of hard work to vet these stories and there is journalistic integrity there. Um, but at the same time, I, I agree with you that there's been, in particular on this story, such a rush to judgment and to um, continue to, to bolster super conspiracy theories that, that send people down a wormhole that some of them just, I don't know if they're ever going to get out of. <laughs> Yeah, so what, what I'm referring to today uh, specifically, there was a big breaking news story that was wall-to-wall -wall coverage on all the cable news channels for like three, four hours. Uh, apparently, and this is, Don, Donald Trump Jr. was being interviewed by the uh, House on American Committee. I mean, I'm um, sorry, the uh, House Intelligence Committee earlier today, <laughs> uh, which is a closed-door meeting. So what happened in it immediately leaked out, I believe, while he was still in the meeting. I don't right. even think the meeting let out yet, <laughs> uh, which is real fucking suspicious. But and it was not a big you know, group. Um, CNN and uh, MSNBC both ran with this story. CNN uh, reported on it initially, uh, citing two sources. 
uh, that Donald Trump Jr. received an email from WikiLeaks with a key code, with a key, you know, like a key to open like a, a an archive of WikiLeaks uh, days before they were released to the public. Um, I believe it was the DNC emails or like one one portion of the DNC emails. But I also saw something about like Colin Powell. Email. I'm not really sure. Well, and if that, if that were true, um, right, that that yeah. would be, a, you know, a big story. It would be Trump, you know, knew in advance. And then, you know, this whole narrative about collusion, um, you know, that he was looking for information on Hillary and that WikiLeaks somehow delivered it. That would support that narrative. However, sure. Well, so, well, you know, the other funny thing, though, is that a lot of people, even before the story was debunked, pointed out the fact that a lot of journalists had these uh, archives before the public uh, did, before it was like the public dump. So he was like, it's actually very possible that another journalist got a hold of these and sent it to him. Yeah, there was but, discussion even that it had been on the dark web circulating. And so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, which I could I could believe. Um, <laughs> but all that's a moot point because apparently uh, people don't know how to read fucking dates in emails, and all these emails that they were saying were from November fourth were actually from November fourteenth, which is a day after these fucking archives were released to the public. So all this was was some guy forwarding him something that was actually released to the public with a password because it was a password protected you know archive. Right, but it was so released to the public. Take a look at the whole thing together in an easy format. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. And basically say, hey, pass that. Basically what Assange said in that one DM where he was like, hey, pass this to your followers and let them comb through it. Which is not a fucking crime. It's not collude. Like, I, 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 um, and that's a whole separate thing, you know. Right. And obviously I think there's some uh, shades of gray on that. But that's really no different than going to CNN and being like, Hey, here's some info, go through it. And you know, whatever, um, or, you know, vice versa. But, um, so this was breathlessly reported for four fucking hours and then quietly retracted and fucking CNN's excuse when, when, when asked what happened was like, well, Oh, well, two independent sources confirmed it. Oh, so you didn't like read the fucking thing and f check the date like a basic fucking vetting it's unbelievable and you wonder why people don't trust you it's like you are fucking destroying journalism with your just lax fucking i don't even know if it's lax or if it's just this hysteria to report first on some kind of russia oh my god because i you believe know, the, that's the, what it is i believe that because the the public has been stoked and you know maddow has done a great job of really firing people up around this thing and you know i've i've at moments you know kind of gone audience, down yeah. the rabbit hole too yeah so um i get it but um you know they've they've stoked the fires on this and now it's like People, it's like hungry dogs sitting there waiting for meat to be thrown to them. And so the journalists, I think, are feeling the pressure of that and wanting to beat one another to the story. And um, here we and, are. And they just <laughs> killed their fucking credibility. They have zero credibility on this now. It's just, yeah. it, and it makes me crazy because it's like, you're supposed to be there to report on important things. And we need your voice to report on things like net neutrality and like all this shit that's actually and the tax bill and things that are actually horrible but nobody's gonna fucking believe you and i don't blame them because you just fucking well it's tough so in their defense on things like this when you have 24 7 news cycles and you are moving at the speed of donald trump right it's like we know how this is for us and covering stories 
you're going to get something wrong eventually, right? Now, I think there is a trend, it seems. <laughs> Some, something as if as if it wasn't like every fucking thing they've reported. Well, that's what I'm, there's a, there's a, you know, a larger trend of this, you know, becoming more and more frequent. And, and then there mm-hmm. are other, you know, institutions of journalism like ProPublica, I think, and The Intercept that are really doing the, the hard work and digging further and, um, you know, maintaining kind of the standards. But, but I do get the fact that there's just so much news coming in. They have a certain process. They stuck with the process, but it failed. But I, I just can't believe nobody read the fucking thing. Like, it, <laughs> it, that's just such a, it's such a just... Who they should have their journalism degree revoked. The fucking asshole who did that, who reported on that, based on two. By the way, they aren't burning their sources. Unlike the Washington Post, who I actually think, I actually do think you absolutely should burn your sources if they fucking lie to you. Yeah. Um, which is what the Washington Post did with the with the one of the with I, I think it was like some alleg- it, it was one of the uh, Al Franken things, the ones that like tried to set them up. Yeah. The uh, Project Veritas people, but <laughs> uh, uh, people were speculating. I think Glenn Greenwald was even speculating. Look, this came out before that House Intelligence Committee meeting was even done. There's a good chance that the people who are the sources for CNN were uh, people on the committee, like right. fucking Ted Lieu or Adam Schiff or one of these other fucking you know grifters who's just pushing this fucking narrative as, as they're a hundred percent focus of their of their well so think about that congressional you're you're working in a newsroom where there's a gazillion stories coming through and let's say you've got two sitting congressmen confirming this shit for you would you report on it sure i would probably read read the thing i was reporting (laughs) before fucking doing but if you didn't have Um, it i don't know did mm. they have it I according somebody said that they had it. I, one of the articles said that CNN has has it because and I've actually I think it's come out since then like an yeah. actual you know copy of the email. Um, I'm not a, a CNN more, apologist. The, I mean, I get you know no, the, I know the thing the, behind it. I'm well, just saying in their shoes, I can understand. Yeah, well, that also okay, makes me I question the integrity. <laughs> that also makes me question the integrity of. Uh, whoever leaked it to them and if it was one of those people i mean who i already know are just total fucking empty vacuums for their fucking donors to fill up with whatever bullshit you know yeah like that's all that's all they have like oh that's all ted lu has that's all adam schiff has is fucking russia so you know and and people like ted lu and adam schiff they just have fucking nothing like they got russia that's all they got like i've never seen them come forward uh you know with a with an actual strong policy proposal they've they're I, I really view them as grifters they're making they're 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 fundraising and they're and they're you they're know fundraising running really their next off congressional of, off of not being the other guy of not being trump they're fundraising yeah. off of how terrible he is rather than putting forward yeah another you know positive Ted Lieu, 100% like everything you ever see is like you know impeach Trump like all this but shit look, it fires people up everybody's out with the fucking pitchforks and the outrage and whatever and and that is the world of social media right now is just the the anger of the masses but but it, you know if you're not I, I feel like you're you're doing a disservice to the country if you're not using the very justifiable rage of the American populace and channeling it into actual progressive policy change which is what your party is supposed to represent that's not the function of a news organization to enact progressive policy now for the no i'm speaking of yeah yeah. i'm speaking of like ted lieu and no cnn for cnn it's ratings and you know what this gets them so you know it's unfortunate yeah it's unfortunate because 
a single story like this can completely, you know, discredit an outlet now, kind of like a single misstep with a politician, you know, can do the same. Um, So it's really tough right now. Um, You know, I fuck up. Journalists are going to fuck up, too. And and that's just the reality. Unfortunately, the other side has now turned this into everything is fake news and their audience buys it. Well, and this is a self-inflicted wound. I mean, this right. is shit that could have been, and it's, and, and I'm not saying you were saying this, but, I, and it's not just one story. It's fucking, uh, Glenn Greenwald collected a, a couple of stories. Yeah, I remember these, that. These we talked just, about that. Well, no, no, just this week. <laughs> no, not that oh, article. That was a great article here. <laughs> no, this is, this is just this week of all the shit that was misreported, that was breathlessly reported about Trump, Russia, and then quietly retracted later. Um, and you wonder why people don't believe it. Last Saturday, ABC News suspended a star reporter, Brian Ross, after an inaccurate report that Donald Trump had instructed Mike Flynn, uh, former national security advisor, to contact Russian officials during the presidential race. The report fueled theories about coordination between the Trump campaign and a foreign power, and stocks dropped after the news. In fact, Mr. Trump's instruction to Mr. Flynn came after he was president-elect. Uh, several, several news outlets, including the Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal, also inaccurately reported this week. I didn't even know this was inaccurate. I heard this story and I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Yeah. I did, several, the, the thing I'm about to say, several news outlets, including Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal, also inaccurately reported this week that the Deutsche Bank had received a, a subpoena from the special counsel, Robert Mueller, for President Trump's financial records. Yeah. Th- yeah, that's not true, apparently. <laughs> Th- that Just those two and then this big thing with just this week alone, the three things that they just basically accepted a shitty source on and and so you know made up a story it, out of whole if it benefits on. you to discredit the media could it be even coming from within the trump administration planting fake stories to discredit the media i i would it's possible i would fucking hope that they would vet their sources a little uh, stronger than that well you know you you sort of you look at the people that are in these roles and you assume that they have some sort of credibility or, or authority, um, you know, based on the roles that they're in. Now, obviously that's going to erode that on a longer term basis if they continue to feed fake stories and, you know, journalists are going to get burned. But um, I think it's entirely possible that this actually suits the agenda of the president quite well. Yeah. Well, whether, whether it's being planted or not, they're fucking doing a great job of making sure he gets reelected in 2020. So, you know, bang up job as usual. Hey, you know, he's great for their ratings. So maybe this is an actual plan by them to do that. (laughs) You know, they don't want a boring president who's actually going to push progressive policies. That doesn't, that doesn't equal ratings for them. Nope. (sighs) We need the shit storm for ratings. All right. Well, while we're on Trump, I guess I, we should move on to um, <laughs> some just to, you know, the, the, the casual machinations that are leading us towards World War Three um, that, that, that <laughs> Trump's uh, working on this week. So apropos of nothing, uh, although I'll explain what the nothing actually was in a little bit, uh, Trump declared uh, that Jerusalem is the undivided capital of Israel. Um just declared it, you know. Yeah, I've decided <laughs> this people, is what it is. <laughs> which a lot of people have pointed out, someone being like, oh, yeah, well, I think uh, South Texas is now part of Mexico. But, you know, <laughs> whatever, because he can just de- decree that. Like, if I, uh, And this is just uh, breaking with precedent, although not really, which I'll also get to in a minute. Uh, and he's and he's taken steps to start uh, the movement, the the. Um, 
transition of the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to to uh, Jerusalem. Right. Um, this is an absolutely fucking ridiculous, inflammatory, unnecessary move that's purely done to uh, appease the farthest fringes of the right-wing lunatics, uh, lunatic Zionists in Israel who just want to fucking wipe Palestinians off the map. And I could see no reason why he would do this other than somebody explained, like, you know, got in his ear and was like, oh, you should do this. It'll be great for you, blah, blah, blah. And he just had no fucking clue what he was doing. And he had no clue of the consequences of it. Right. And he just fucking did it. Because apparently Sheldon Adelson, you know, that fucking uh, just, <laughs> ugh. I, I, <laughs> I mean, You're such I a fanboy of him, aren't you? <laughs> that leech, that leech of a human being, that um, <laughs> right-wing billionaire, like, monster, uh, was, like, pressuring all of Trump's aides and be like, oh, well, he promised that he would do this. What's the holdup? Blah, blah, blah. Um because again, th- these fucking lunatics, uh, these right-wing Zionist lunatics, want to just fucking wipe Palestinians off the map. Have no concern for any human rights other than you know the rights of the Israeli government uh, to fucking crush them under their boot heels with all these legal settlements. And uh, Trump, I really genuinely don't think he had any idea what he was doing. I don't think he realized the geopolitical agenda. implications. Yeah, oh, of course, somebody, yeah. yeah. He thought like the he, they probably presented it to him like oh yeah make this little speech you know like you know fit this in between uh, your press <laughs> conference and whatever he's like all right cool yeah sure we'll let you stay in <laughs> office a little longer if you uh, get this done after the tax shit <laughs> I, I honestly don't even think they they pitched it to him as a big deal I think they made it <laughs> made it seem like it wasn't a big deal and then he did it and now it's like well can't back down now <laughs> um, so when I say that breaking with years of precedent we've you know what? The two state thing is a fucking fantasy. It's not no not even that's a fantasy. It's a farce. It's it's a way for uh Americans, specifically I would say liberals, to feel like they're uh diplomatic and, and being fair to Palestinians. But no president has ever actually had an into with maybe the exception of Jimmy Carter, who did a lot of work towards this has had the intention of actually working towards a two-state solution, let alone the fact that the fucking right-wing lunatics uh, like Netanyahu that run Israel never want to actually come to the table and fucking negotiate. They come to the table and make zero concessions when it comes to negotiation, which is... Right, that's what the Palestinians have said all along, that they've always been at the table, that it's the other side that hasn't. And so it's interesting now to see the evolution, and I forget what his name is, um, but one of the heads on the Palestinian side has now said... Okay, fine. Like one state solution, but we want equal rights and and access. Well, that's to the citizens. only answer now. Yeah, and and of course they don't want to do that because that that would make them a big power block. So, well, the <laughs> so the two state thing has always been bullshit, and and it's always been pushed by Netanyahu as an excuse to keep fucking encroaching on Palestinian territory and building illegal settlements. Um, because eventually they're gonna have to say, oh, well, look, all these Israelis live on this land. We can't just kick them off. And that's, and and if you look at a map of Palestinian territory from the 67 borders, uh, until now they've been smothered. It's, it's like when you look at a, a map of, uh, the native American, uh, you know, tribal lands from, you know, when we, when we came here till now, it's just slowly shrinking little dots. They're, they're basically in like little reservations now and these occupied, I have the um, answer. I have the answer to Middle East peace. It's oh, yeah. nobody's. <laughs> it's nobody's land. 
we took it, you know, we made it into Israel, right? We declared this suddenly. We can declare yeah. it suddenly international territory, say nobody owns it. Stop fucking fighting over it. If you fight, you're out. So, look, the U.N. has already widely condemned the, 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 the way that Israel's handled the situation, the building of illegal settlements. They're committing apartheid. Like, they're right. committing fucking a slow genocide and an ethnic cleansing of the Palestinians. Every other major country uh, in the U.N., uh, recognizes this except us because we're their fucking buddies because well, they've the treatment Iraq of children they, too has been just appalling. Oh, they're atrocious. Children, they're human yeah. rights violations. The IDF uh, is is a fucking jackbooted. The way they're and, and this is not a, a condemnation of everyone who's in the IDF, but the way that they're deployed and the way that they're instructed to uh, operate by Netanyahu and the right wing lunatics and the Likud party is fucking. They're they're just. It's 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 amazing the fucking human rights violations they get away with, um, and and which are widely condemned by everybody else. I mean, just the other like today, uh, after Trump's fucking buffoonery, they there was you know massive protests all around the world, which was really great to see. But right. it's you know obviously uh, in Palestine and Israel, uh, but um, there were uncon. Basically, what happened is uh, Israel said that Hamas fired a rocket. Uh, although there was no visual evidence of that. Um, and in response, they actually deployed an airstrike to fucking Gaza. So it, again, it's, you know, a, a, an extremely overpowering response to uh, pretty justifiable anger at an unnecessary provocation. And this is how they've operated for years, for decades. And I want to be clear because, you know, this subject, I've, I've often avoided talking about it because when you Me talk too, about yeah. this, you know, very often you get accused of being anti-Semitic. Um, and in no yeah, way smear. is that, you know, what we're saying, but, you know, we're talking about principles of fairness and, you know, trying to find solutions that make sense for everyone. And um, there's an imbalance, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Right and, now. And no. And one side of this fucking part, one party in this in this conflict is fucking committing apartheid. <laughs> and it's just to me, Tell it's not even really a feel. matter of being fair. <laughs> yeah. No. Fuck that. And I've always and I, 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 I look, I always feel weird about it because people fucking immediate. And this is a, a total, you know, media trick that they employ is to smear people as anti-Semites. Keith Ellison, for the for having the nerve of saying that Palestinians should have human rights, was was called an anti-Semite and all this shit by right. fucking Alan Dershowitz on CNN, you know, that piece of shit on CNN. This, this is the fucking smear job. This is right-wing talking points 101. They smear you so you get defensive and then you immediately... Uh, have no leg to stand on in an argument where you're not even arguing about the thing that you, you know, initially brought up, put you on right. the defensive so that you can't talk about the actual thing you're talking about. Um, but the reason I said that it, it's not really breaking with years and precedent is because everyone on the fucking planet just loves fucking sucking the dick of APAC whenever they speak to them. <laughs> uh, like Barack Obama, when he uh, spoke there in 08, when he was running, uh, said he believed uh, in an undivided uh, Jerusalem for, for Israel. Like he said it, Hillary Clinton would have done the exact same thing because she said that she supports an undivided Jerusalem. Everyone in the international community agrees that in any kind of a two-state solution, East Jerusalem goes to the Palestinians, excuse me, West Jerusalem goes to Israel. It's just right. the way that the, it, it, it's just a fucking no-brainer. 
uh, the 67 borders, you know, <laughs> what, what everyone's considering to be, you know, kind of tantamount to a two state solution. But just Israel will never fucking agree to it because they have all the power and they know that they can just keep crying uh, about how they're being uh, the, how they're constantly under threat and constantly under attack. And they're using and it, which is not to say that they're not facing violence, but this is violence of their own fucking creation because they're oppressing an entire group of people, the majority of people in their country, yeah. <laughs> which is why a one state solution is fucking nightmare to Netanyahu and them because they know they'll immediately be voted out. Because if How you about give, a no state solution, you don't want Palestine yeah. to have any land. You don't. How get about you all fucking either. leave? Go to other countries and it's yeah, your holy you, land. It's international holy land. Nobody owns oh, and it. Yeah, and get this is it. all about fucking fucking ghosts in the fucking sky. Is what this is all about. <laughs> This is all about bullshit religion. And this and this again, the people that say that religion doesn't cause problems, people are fucking getting killed by the thousands well, about all major world wars have been fought over religion. So, you of know. course, yeah, into some capacity. Yeah. Well, because the whole thing is, you know, this is the Jews holy land. This is the Muslims holy land. This is the Christians holy land, right. which is why the fucking evangelical lunatics in America love Israel, even though they probably hate Jews, American right, Jews, well, because they need all of that land to be Israel when their fucking sky God comes back. Because <laughs> uh, in the Bible, it's it's totally controlled by, you know, by it's it's Israel. It's controlled by by the Jews. So it's they can't have any Muslims in that land because th their whole idea is to bring upon the fucking end times. They They need Israel to control that entire, you know plot of land and it's just these people are fucking lunatics with who who have the suicide fantasy of, of the end of days look you need and a mother's solution here if you have three kids and they are all fucking fighting over something and they won't let it go all three <laughs> you tell all three of them you're not getting it you're not and that's it you can't make an agreement <laughs> over this nobody gets it we're taking it away but done <laughs> we need more mothers in power <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but to me i mean you know, again trump being a fucking idiot which is why i don't think anyone should be trying to impeach him until his term's up this actually rallied a bunch of people who never talk about palestinian rights and palestinian statehood uh into talking about it because it makes them anti-trump so again biggest fucking gift to the left that we could ever ask for in a right-wing politician because now all these people are aware of this issue and saying oh my god like what the fuck are we doing and i well, think it's we so dangerous. actually might see of course it, it's dangerous it could actually start a, another world war i mean yeah. this is the level of you know um how well, important this whole thing is but you know what though we've been letting them slowly ethnically cleanse the palestinians for fucking 30 years so if this is what it takes to wake people the fuck up you know like just like we say about everything else horrible that trump does and says then in the long run maybe this is actually the thing that leads to like some kind of a peace there whether right. it's a you know I, I think two state solutions totally shot at this point i think one state solution with equal rights is the only thing that's gonna um that's going to fix this. And the only way to do that, because the right wing government in Israel is never going to give up their power is BDS is boy. In my opinion is boycotts, divestment, sanction, <laughs> which, you know, again, when you support, you get smeared as an anti-Semite. But again, we're talking about a fucking horrible, oppressive regime it has nothing to do with their religion. Like I really wish we could even divorce the idea of religion from this whole thing. Um, 
This is the same thing that people did with South Africa uh, when they were committing apartheid and you put economic pressure on them. And that's the only way that people will ever act um, towards, you know, giving up some of the power they had in lieu of human rights. Right. Um, so, I, I mean, I think that's absolutely and I'm going to really like practice what I preach and look into uh, ways that I can actually participate in that because, you know, I don't want to support. Well, there's other um, reasons why Israel is important, and that's, you know, the other component to this story around, you know, the, the democratization of the Middle East and, um, you know, the idea of the U.S. Really having, you know, some sort of a foothold there and, um, yeah. you know, the the back and forth exchange of information, you know, spy related, you know, terrorist kind of stuff. And intelligence, they're really, really good on intelligence sure. and we depend on them. And that's, you know, part of why we give them so much money, too. Um, so, you know, there's other Harvey calculations, <laughs> there's other calculations, I think, that are a part of this that really have nothing to do with religion and have more to do with the U.S. wanting Money. to exert some sort of influence there. Yeah. Well, they also have the most one of the most powerful lobbies, I would argue, in America. I mean, right. right. They're right up there with the fossil fuel industry with the, the amount of money that um, not necessarily Israel directly, but right wing billionaires with an eye towards Israel becoming the only state in that region, uh, pump into American politics. And, and like a lot of people, Sheldon Adelson, that's his number one issue. Haim Saban, that's his number one issue. Even liberal quote unquote, you know, donors like Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Katzenberg, that's their fucking number one issue. Um, and it's just, it's just, which is why both sides of the aisle, again, worship at the fucking altar of APAC when they go and speak to that conference every year. Um, it's just disgusting. And I think BDS is the only thing that's going to fix it. But, uh, and I think actually this, you know, as fucked up as this is, may actually end up leading to a, a mass movement for that because everyone loves to be anti-Trump. Uh, and every time he does something horrible like this, it actually wakes people up to the horrible shit we've been doing for fucking 30 years. So could be. I would like to see that hopefully. there's a positive that comes out of this. I'm kind of afraid at all the um, footage I've seen so far, protests and things is to, you know. Well, they killed they killed one of the Palestinians today. Yeah, the, I mean, the, it's, the, it's, the it's a tinderbox. So, you know, I worry, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. And that that death is on, you know, Trump's hands, but I don't think he really gives a fuck. Um <laughs> got so much blood so, on his hands now i don't think yeah we were uh while we're talking about boycotts and stuff uh one of our listeners uh at bernie does it actually messaged me and said hey not sure if you know this but shell is actually funding the uh saudi genocide in yemen and i did not know this but i i looked into it after he sent it to me and yeah no they're, they're <laughs> the saudis own like 20 percent of shell uh stations or something like that like the mm -hmm. saudi government and like so that you know if you're shopping at shell you are in some way contributing to this horrible genocide one of the worst genocides you know in human history uh that the yeah, saudis these, are perpetrating these photographs from this i mean they're just some of the just worst atrocious. things i've ever seen some of the worst images i've ever seen yeah i mean they're you know literally starving them and bombing them the poorest poorest people in the middle east poorest people in the world probably right um and uh so you know they, there's this whole hashtag campaign hashtag drive right past shell so i i'm hmm. you know i i won't get gas at a shell i didn't know about this and i have a shell locally and i i'm, I'm i've gotten gas there before so i definitely will make it a point to drive a little further uh and not support a company can we have like a credit union genocide. equivalent of like 
big oil. <laughs> like, we need we need a fucking evil. municipal and 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 nationalized version of all of these industries. But seize the means of production. Just, yeah, that's uh, just the socialists and me talking. About. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was. Oh, and by the way, uh, if if you're a new listener uh, who came on last week, thank you for listening and sticking around. Uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. We're gonna try to do. Uh, some more interviews in the coming weeks because there's a lot of people running, a lot of progressives running for office who we really want to get on the podcast, uh, you know, to give them some exposure. Yeah, there's uh, so many but, good races that are that are heating up that are really interesting. So it will be great to get some new progressive voices out there, <laughs> new perspectives. I thought you said, I'm really tired. I thought you said so many good racists. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Like that. Uh, well, you know, there's a lot of those two out there, but I don't really want to give them a platform. I think they've got enough of well, one. Well, fucking Steve King today. I don't know if anyone saw this. Tweeted out uh, how uh, how diversity is not. Uh, I forget. It's some horrible shit about how diversity is not good for America. He he's a fucking racist piece of shit. Congressman oh, and then there was Steve that other King. one uh, who said that the last time America was good was. Oh yeah. oh yeah oh yeah by the way well i was gonna use that do that in the sexual assault roundup but yeah roy moore uh fucking yeah. just just model citizen <laughs> future congress future senator from uh alabama please say yeah, no so, uh, 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 yeah well i don't think they're gonna unfortunately <laughs> um it would be nice if you know the Democrats had actually put forth an option who didn't send out racist fucking. But did you see that mailer Doug Jones sent out? No. Uh-uh. Oh God! It, it, it was like a picture of a black guy, and it was like if a black if this if this black guy had um <laughs> had been accused of raping a fourteen year old, would you still vote for him or something like that? And people are just like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, are you just race baiting now? Like to to pr- like what? Yeah." Democrat Democratic consultants are fucking trash. Like I, I can't stress enough how well, bad they not, are. The on message, that level. it's not wrong. He's not wrong, right? There is a hypocrisy that he's the pointing out. Though. Right, exactly. Again, because they just have no because they don't fucking talk to real people. They just live in this <laughs> DC bubble and they don't interact with real humans and and nothing ever occurs to them as to how it's gonna come across. Um and again, this is why they're all trash and they need to be replaced with actual, Which is you know, odd because, I mean, intelligent, look at active, Clinton- intelligent activists. Look at Hillary Clinton. She focus group fucking everything. You know what I mean? But the thing is, yeah, I think that they're the focus, focus groups? grouping exactly with, with people that are of their same mindset. So they need to broaden their horizons. people who worshipped her fucking at the ground she walked on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they said, you know, a lot of people were saying they would go to the campaign offices and it would be like a fucking, it, they felt like they were in North Korea. It would be like a shrine to Hillary with all these like... She took very Kim Jong Un esque photos, like, and would put them on the walls and things like that. It's just well, now there's the uh, tree topper. <laughs> oh God, there's a Hillary topper. Clinton. Yeah, if you missed I, that. I, I, sh- I shared that around <laughs> on Twitter the other day. It's a Hillary Clinton in her white suit with an- angel wings tree topper. Uh, for all those who want to celebrate a merry resistmas. Um, <laughs> Pantsuit oh Nation, hashtag. Fucking set my tree on fire. <laughs> um, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, but I, I did want to mention, uh, thank you again for to uh, Peter Douche for coming on last week because he actually broke the record for the most listens we've ever had on SoundCloud. Uh, he broke... We passed even the episode with Dave Anthony, which had a huge boost uh, from the previous episode because he has a lot of listeners... 
uh, to his podcast, The Dollop, which is a fucking hilarious podcast, if anyone hasn't heard it. Um, so Peter Douche is actually, he actually even out, uh, you know, outgained him in that area. Progressive so that's, that's hero, awesome. Peter Douche. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess we should talk about MSNBC a little bit, um, <sighs> although we did up top. Um, <laughs> I know where to begin. So, <laughs> so, um, you know, there's a big focus now on anyone's previous tweets, whether or not they've, you know, said horrible things in the past, which I, I don't, I, I think that's pretty good. You know, I, I don't mind that. I think if you've said some really heinous shit, you should be called out for it and, and, you know, explain yourself. Um, right. but they, so Mike, Mike Cernovich, who's just, God, what a fucking piece of shit this asshole is. I, if you don't know who he is, he's just an alt-right troll douchebag motherfucker like uh, of the highest order. He, um, He's just an asshole. He's like one of the biggest uh, proponents of the whole Pizzagate thing, you know. Um, and he just, he's, he's a grifter. He makes his money like coming up with bullshit conspiracies uh, to, you know, scare a bunch of right-wingers and, you know, he has like a Patreon whatever. Um oh, but funny side note by the way, apparently he does all his videos from his girlfriend's parents' house which has a pool <laughs> to make it seem like he's rich and has a pool, but he doesn't actually. <laughs> somebody dug that somebody dug that up once. <laughs> it's really funny. Um <laughs> Yeah, but fuck that guy. Uh and by the way, if you're progressive defending him cuz I've seen a lot of the uh <laughs> Uh, what, what I've seen some people call the Pepe aggressives, uh, <laughs> you know, who 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 kind of tend to support him. Like, get the fuck. Like, you're you're uh, you're you're a fucking MAGA like person. Like, just admit it. Like, I'm just gonna say it's possible that I might have retweeted him in the past. <laughs> It's possible. You, you know what? I was going to say, you, should, you, you have that disclaimer because you do not have the rule I have where I will not retweet a fucking horrible grifter. Right. Uh, regardless of whether ha- they tweet something that's right. Because I, I know that. I have time to background check everybody. If I agree with a tweet, I'll retweet it. I don't care. <laughs> oh, funny, funny sidebar, by the way, which I, I told you guys about. Uh, Eric Garland, one of my one of my favorite grifters, uh, who, who, who just is all about this the, the, the Russia bullshit. Tweeted went on this long fucking uh, you Tyrade. know tweet storm about yeah, yeah about uh, how Bernie Sanders is a an agent of Russian influence like a knowing <laughs> agent of Russian which is total bu- like oh my god did you know Bernie at one point employed somebody that had one point worked in Russia like just just the absolute fucking most bullshit of all bullshit arguments that like, Oh my God, did you know Bernie, you know, put some Russian dressed dressing on a salad the other day. Well, it's and, like a six uh, degrees of separation game now. And if you pretty much anybody in politics now, you, there's, you know, there's some tie somewhere to Russia and, but these are so loose that it's just absurd. Yeah. And so I <laughs> replied to him with a, uh, uh, a photo of uh, Charlie Day from uh, It's Always Sunny, where he's like standing in front of the board of conspiracies, looking like a lunatic, <laughs> uh, and, he, and and he blocked me. So <laughs> Eric Garland, special snowflake of the week. So um, now you're gonna put it in your bio, blocked by Eric Garland. <laughs> I should, yeah, yeah, we gotta update that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Mike Cernovich dug up uh, this old tweet on Sam Cedar, where he tweeted something about Roman Polanski and how. Uh, it was, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something to the effect of like, oh, well, if my daughters were going to be raped by a, uh, 
uh, raped by somebody, I'd want it to be an auteur with a good sense of mise-en-scene, <laughs> which is actually really funny because he's making fun of all the asshole uh, Hollywood people who were defending Roman Polanski when this whole thing came out. Right. There was a whole fucking group of major prominent celebrities uh, who were like petitioning him to get an Oscar, like just or to be let back in the country. They gave him a fucking Oscar. It's disgusting. I was always so torn by that because as a young woman that was fairly provocative, <laughs> um, I understand sort of the, the female side of things of believing that you are more grown up than you are um, and that there can be some, I don't know. It's just, I think it's not as clear as people want to make it in some of these situations. Mm. Um, it, it's it's shady at best. I mean, same with the uh, what's his face, uh, Woody Allen. Like it's just, yeah. At the very least, it's really gross. Well, <laughs> Woody Allen, that was a whole separate thing because he was raising her the daughter, so that was a oh god, you know, fucked creep. up situation. But um, you know, Polanski, that was you know an era, and you think about these Hollywood parties and things at the Playboy Mansion and whatever, and you just see beautiful young women and uh, you know what are you gonna ask them for id no they didn't fucking care you know they just go with whoever and so i think you know i'm not excusing you know it was it was a different time he also Um, fled the country so i mean his his guilt might have been a little you know i don't know just well yeah he was guilty there's no question about that he broke the law now i will say that in hindsight as a grown woman now I think it's sick. And if it were my daughter, I'd be yeah. really fucking pissed off. But as a young woman back then, you know, I, I wouldn't have necessarily made that connection. Maybe if it was like a 20 year difference or something. Um, well, but back it, then you also voted for George Bush. So I don't trust <laughs> young LaDonna as much as I trust uh, seasoned LaDonna. <laughs> I've learned a few things. <laughs> um, but so he dug up this tweet, which Anyone who looks at it, you know, for more than a second realizes that it's satire and that he's right. making fun of all the uh, Hollywood liberals who are like trying to support Polanski and saying like, you know, trying to be apologists for him. Uh, and because he was clearly kind of disgusted by the whole situation. If you read and it MSNBC- seriously and you didn't get it, yeah, you would exactly. be like, what? You know, but. <laughs> but it was clearly sarcasm and satire. Yeah. Uh but MSNBC panicked because of, you know, the kind of climate we're in regarding anything even related to the subject. Um, right. And they fired him, which was just total bullshit. And people pointed out, look, you're you're setting a horrible precedent. Uh, you know, you're letting these right wing lunatics try to, you know, cook up bullshit to get all these left wing commentators fired. Uh, meanwhile, nobody on the right's held accountable. I mean, fucking Roy Moore, pedophile, is, you know, running for Senate. Donald Trump, you know. Still in office, yeah. Pussy grabber in chief, yeah. yeah. So it's like, what are you fucking doing, MSNBC? Like, so MSNBC realized their the error of their ways and backpedaled and rehired him and apologized <laughs> for being fucking idiots. But I just find it funny that a sarcastic tweet like that gets somebody fired and Joanne Reed can tweet genuinely fucking transphobic things about Chelsea Manning. Actually, not even back in 09, like they were reporting, she tweeted a bunch of transphobic shit about Chelsea Manning this year about how like she leaked because like her like she was um like like trans and that she didn't get her gender reassigned basically implying that she was mentally ill like she tweeted that this fucking year because she doesn't like the fact that chelsea manning embarrassed the establishment right um and joanne reed's a fucking horrible person like beyond just that she just constantly smears 
we we covered last week her fucking smear of Jane Sanders and trying to act like Bernie disrespected Jane and Jane just totally fucking right. smacking her down for it. Um, but she can get away with that and all these really homophobic blog posts and she doesn't get fired or even, you know, held to account. And I don't even believe she made an on-air apology. I know she wrote some little thing in some little blog that she didn't even repost on her Twitter because she knew people would savage there's her just, for it because it was terrible. There's a real her unevenness in, in the um, reaction to a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, you know, the latest congressman to resign over, um, you know, discussions of surrogacy or something like that. I mean, it seems like you know, the story we get is not the full story. Um, you know, with Matt Lauer, it seems like one thing at first and then a whole lot more shit. We'll get to that. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's, 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 let's just get into the uh, weekly sex assault roundup. Uh, because <laughs> we got a few things this week and I have a little intro Bless music you. actually to play us in. So, uh, welcome to the weekly sex assault roundup. Um, today we're going to talk about that. That was an original composition by me, by the way, in garage. Band. Today we're going to talk about Matt Lauer's um, pack of dildos. <laughs> My new favorite phrase in the entire universe because this story, you can't, you can't make this shit up. It's just, it's so delicious. So, you know, we heard in the past about Matt Lauer and the little button he had behind his desk to lock the door and him exposing himself and all of these other pieces and basically him sleeping with, you know, everybody on staff and it was an open secret and all of that. But, but another little tidbit came out this week and I think it was missed by some, uh, Zero Hedge picked it up and some others did, but uh, so I'll read to you. In another cringeworthy moment, Meredith Vieira brought up a, quote, huge bag of sex toys once found in Matt Lauer's office when Lauer and fellow Today host Savannah Guthrie were guests on Vieira's show. So Matt, he quickly blamed a sex therapist who he said had been on the Today show that, you know, that gave him this stuff and that that was why he had it there. Um, but, but just think about this, that Matt Lauer, you know, I mean, dude's worth $60 million. You know, he's, he's a head, uh, at one of these networks, he's, you know, senior executive, all of these things, well-respected, you know, for whatever. And in his closet, it's not, if you didn't want it there, you would quickly get rid of it. You'd be like, this is embarrassing. It's not appropriate for work. It's gone. Why was it, why did it continue to be there? Why does Mac have a bag of dildos? It's my question. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. And then they don't want to know because you really don't want a picture of it. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> How many honest. were there? What colors? <laughs> um. <laughs> what was the functionality? <laughs> well, and there's, uh, you know, there's other background yeah, behind that, which was also that he had gone to other members of staff and sort of complained about his sex life and asked for help on his sex life. So there's discussion that, yeah, maybe, maybe there was a sex therapist that had actually been on the show, but that she was, um, giving him some personal advice with these things because maybe he was lacking something in that area. I'm not sure. <laughs> Needless to say, Matt Lauer's bag of dildos. <laughs> Matt Lauer's bag of dildos dot com. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. coming weeks, check it out. In the coming out. weeks, keep an eye out. More, <laughs> more, more to come on that. 
I want it on t-shirts. Um, I want it on mugs. So. I want it on the wall. I want it in every journalism office in this country, frankly. And I want to use it as a symbol of female empowerment. I really do. I want, I want it to be, you know, rather than talking about, you know, the inappropriateness and the victimization or whatever, I, I want to just talk about that as, you know, sort of an element of, of the hypocrisy of these people that, you know, go out pretending to be on the side of women, but then they're harassers on the side. And, you know, then they've got this closet of other things. And let's face it, that, you know, the dildo is a symbol of, you know, females can do things on their own. They don't need help. And, and that's what I want to use it for. I want it to be a symbol of that. Take charge of the dildo. Let's own it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> you have no response to that. Um, and, and just to, <laughs> no, I, yeah, you said you said all we have to say. You're like, I'm a man, I will be quiet in this conversation. Um, and just <laughs> And just as a reminder, Matt Lauer made like twenty million dollars a year to fucking interview, you know, Justin Bieber at six AM while people were, you know, Well, you know, he broke his coffee, silence. So. Um and he actually Fuck issued a public guy. apology saying like there's enough truth to these stories to make me Did feel he? embarrassed and ashamed. <laughs> There's true. enough truth to these stories that I won't admit to any specifics <laughs> so I can't be sued or arrested, but they're totally true. Um, so while we're in the roundup, uh, Al Franken uh, resigned. That was yesterday. a big one. Um, yep. Not effective immediately, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Because um, it's up to eight women right. that have accused him of groping or inappropriately touching or just being inappropriate. And another, another one um, who, you know purports to be out there in support of women and women's rights and all of this. And, and I think that's, well, yeah, and I think that that's staffer. an element of this that we need to talk about, about whether it's the feminist movement or, you know, women's empowerment or whatever, um, being quietly invaded by, um, you know, male predators, uh, people who are using that to get closer to women and, you know, to have sort of an angle to hit on women. And it's disgusting. Yeah. Like feminism. That's, you know, the people who all wave their fucking fingers at us and say that we're not feminists because we won't support Hillary Clinton, even though she was actually the worst candidate right. in terms of women's rights. Those are all the same people that you find out later. We're just using, uh, you know, claiming feminism so they can fucking meet girls who were like, ooh, you know, look, fucking yeah. walk the walk. Don't, you know, don't don't talk the talk when it comes to feminism and all these other things that you purport to support. Uh, and, and don't say things like, well, I support blah, blah, blah in principle, but this is how we get it done. Like, fuck you. You don't support it if you don't actually practice it. That's, you know, I, I'm just so sick of people like that who are fucking fake feminists claiming that they're more of a feminist than we are because they fucking, you know, oh, we, we, you know, we support the yeah. whatever. It, it's just. Well, and these people are disgusting. You know, They're there disgusting. are different levels using, in all of these yeah. things. You know, there's there's harassment. There's you know, obviously actual rape. There's all different levels. You know, inappropriateness, and and they're not all created equal, but they're all wrong. And we have no standing room whatsoever with anyone on the right if we sit there and we allow it on our side. And maybe they know that and they're taking advantage of it so that they knock a few you know chess pieces off on our side. That's course, fine. Yeah. I'm willing to own that to get in some other people that hopefully, um, you know, will not continue this behavior. Now, I will be honest, I'm cynical about it 
because, you know, 20 years ago I was on the hill, Lewinsky, and, and that was just the tip of the fucking iceberg. And nothing has changed in our government. Nothing has changed. Maybe now that we're starting to hear more and more of these stories with Conyers and, you know, I mean, just God, the weekly roundup that we have to talk about. Maybe now God. people will feel that they'll be, yeah, like that they'll be believed, um, you know, enough to come forward. But this is really a tough time. Yeah, no, it is. Um, and yeah, I actually read a report that um, a couple of outlets, I think the New York Times included, are working on a big story where that implicates. I read like the same that CNN and Washington so. Post. I think we're working on it. So yeah, I think or, that oh, there, maybe there's two, yeah, the, without get fucking doubt, ready. For- <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to happen, and and I still believe that that is the tip of the iceberg. So, um, hey, brand new Congress, we're going to give them a shout out right now. Brand new 535. Let's just, <laughs> you know, flush the whole group and start over. <laughs> go donate to Amy Valella. She's running against a predator. Running against Ruben Kiwin. There's a lot of races like um, that where, um, not racist, but races, <laughs> where uh, you can do some good and, and put someone in, <laughs> in power. A lot of good racists <laughs> out there. That uh, will actually make some pro- positive progressive change in our government. Yeah, yeah. I I think you kill two birds with one stone there. You get rid of horrible fucking sexual predators and get actual I hate that expression. People who represent Why do the birds always Congress. have to die? What, what? I just don't like it. <laughs> I'm sure that's a biblical <laughs> reference or biblical saying. It sounds like a biblical saying. There's a lot of fucking stoning and killing of things in the Bible, so um Oh, and by the way, Franken's fucking resignation was, it was total so long. I, I don't I, I saw some people praising it. He, he, yeah, he fucking didn't take any blame. He didn't apologize for what he did. He gaslit all the women. He was like, oh, well, uh, some of these I believe are just, you know, inc- to be incorrect. And the others I remember much differently. So didn't admit fucking fault with any of these. By the way, I, you know, and I, I can't find it. And I'm so pissed that it hasn't been reported on yet. Uh, in a, in a, th- in a thread on a news story about this, people were posting tweets from 2014 and 2009 of women being like, hey, Al, remember when you grow my friend at the XYZ wow. in a county fair? It, like, literally, like, you know, date stamp from those That's days. That's the kind of shit and that Twitter would uh, suppress and, actually and get un- rid of. I couldn't Google them. I tried to search them through Twitter. I could not find them. I swear to God I saw these. So if anyone saw those, please tweet them to me. I- I'll do as much as I can to spread them around. At a Montrulo or at a... Uh, at, at uh polybent p-o-l-i-b-e-n-t yeah. tweet it to us and we'll we'll yeah or at move left uh we'll 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 send them around because i i, I know for a fact i saw these and i was like blown i was blown away that people weren't reporting on this and i'm well, so pissed and this is the thing. Them, but with all i'll, I'll of do some more digging people, tonight you know there's discussion of these being an open secret you know discussions of rumors that have been swirling on all of them for years I, that's accurate i mean this is a pattern of behavior. Of if there's one story that's been validated, I guarantee you there are more. It's just this is, you know, either people that don't understand or won't accept, um, you know, the, the rules of our society, propriety, respect, don't respect women, whatever you want to say about it. Um, but when they do it once, they continue to do it. And um, we have to continue to call it out. Yeah, no, no, but nobody does this once and then is like, oh wow, maybe I shouldn't have used my power to try to force a woman to have sex with me. Like nobody just does that and then yeah, it's like, oh I yeah, maybe that was not cool. Exposed myself in my office multiple times to many, like, and gotten a lock on my door so I could God. do it. I mean, what the 
fuck. You have to be, that's not a momentary lapse of reasoning. That is a long-term strategic plan to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. To just be a predatory monster. Um, you know, we're speaking of pattern of behavior and open secrets. Uh, Brian Singer was actually just charged with uh, sexually assaulting finally. a 17-year-old boy. Uh, Although I'm torn on yeah, that one, finally. too. That motherfucker has, he has uh, you know, So there's coming. a long record of him uh, going after young boys. The age of 17 is, is the problem that I have because I... Yeah. Well, it's the assault, though, um, not the... Yeah. It was exactly. like a forcible... Yeah, and that piece of it age, I get. But, he, he he likes yes. them very young. Everyone says like there there have been accusations Cruises of thirteen year olds yeah. like and none of this yeah yeah there's there's a whole culture and that's what Corey Feldman's been talking about is this whole culture of Hollywood pedophiles who have gotten away with it because they're the most powerful fucking people in that town and, and I support Corey them. people I like really Ryan do. Singer if who's you're like listening big, to this I believe that yeah. he deserves every bit of that money that he's trying to crowdfund because. He needs this, and, and not necessarily for, for the movie production part, but for his security and the legal fees alone that he's going to get when he continues to to blow this wide open. So I support him. I encourage you guys to support him. Um, he's been a, a voice about this for a very long time. He's carried this burden um, you know, for other people who have been victimized, and I think more people who know about it need to come forward so that it's not all on him. But I, I absolutely support him and encourage everyone else to do the same. By the way, I don't know if you saw it today, uh, he was vindicated because uh, the LAPD uh, came forward and said, yeah, we found a tape from 1993 of Corey Feldman talking about these Hollywood predators. The thing he claimed mm-hmm. to Matt Lauer, and Matt Lauer was sanctimoniously trying to fucking dress him down, be like, and- why don't you go to the cops back then? He's like, I didn't. They didn't want to fucking listen because all they wanted to do is try to pin something and on Michael exactly Jackson it. who was innocent. And so, the cops came forward so, this week. So sorry, then there were these names. What, what happened with those? What was the follow up? Nothing. Nothing. Fucking so nothing. So in my mind, the you know abuse. I won't say the blood is on their hands, but but all of the continued abuse that happened at the hands of these people after that moment is on them. Yeah, I, I totally, absolutely. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Unfortunately, hundreds or even thousands of more child actors have been preyed on. Uh, well, and there's a mental health weight of this burden, not reason. only of having been victimized, but of being one of the only people speaking out about it, of being someone that everyone else calls crazy, you know, that everyone else doubts or you're a freak and, and so, you know, becoming ridiculed because of all of it. And you're, you know, one of the only people speaking the truth. That's a heavy burden. And, you know, with people like Corey Haim and others that have struggled with addiction, you know, that just adds to the reasons why they don't want to feel the things that they're feeling because it's it's just it's so ugly and the pressure is so hard I, yeah i question almost every child actor who who became one of you know the the prototypical child actor you know burnout you know edward furlong Corey Haim, Corey film all those guys i really wonder if almost all of them have have experienced this because it apparently was so rampant uh in the 80s and 90s and probably and still i mean brian singer is one of the biggest fucking producers in hollywood produced all the x-men movies and it's like i wonder if that's the reason all these people well, are just yeah i mean there's so much destroyed. drug use and yeah fame. And it's you like know, being... discussion of what happens after your child star and maybe it's not necessarily around <clears throat> some kind of washout thing that you know that you can't get roles anymore, but maybe it's more about yeah. the shit that you endured while you were, you know, in the spotlight. Yeah, no, it's horrible. All I know is 
any motherfucker tries to do that to any of the Stranger Things kids, I think we all I'm would. coming after them. I swear to God. Well, and, Protect and I do blame the parents. I think monsters, I'm hopeful please. that, you know, the parents of the child stars now yeah. are, are paying more attention to these things and, you know, not allowing them to be out in places where they could be preyed upon. I know if it were my child, I certainly wouldn't leave them alone anywhere or send them any of these things without me. So I'm hopeful that there is more protection for these kids happening um, as a result of some of this stuff. Yeah, so you know, just you know, whatever little you can do, go support Corey Hames. Corey Feldman uh, Kickstarter because he's. But you know, in honor of Corey Hames, yeah, Corey Feldman. Um, Yeah, Um, motherfucker was Edgar Frog. Like he's (laughs) he's the man. Like go help him out any way you can because he's he's really trying to do some good work here to protect kids uh, in the way he was not protected. Um, We actually have like a trigger (laughs) warning for this fucking podcast. Yeah, I feel like I feel like living in America is just a constant trigger warning. So I, I, I almost yeah, don't just feel speaking, like we need looking to, at the but... news in general, I'm just um, triggered for all of it. Actually, God. that's my daughter, my nine year old's new favorite phrase. Yeah. It's triggered. Everything is triggering her. So I'm not sure she understands what it means, but she uses it regularly. <laughs> yeah, all right. time. she will. <laughs> she will shortly. Um, you know, while we're while we're still talking about uh, sexual assault. Uh, Trent Franks, uh, the first Republican to go down. Well, not the first, but the first one to actually resign over it. And uh, I smell a fucking rat there. That's Um, all I'm saying, because he's another one where I think, you know, at least for the last five years, stuff has been, you know, circulating about him being inappropriate. And the the reason that they come forward with is just so bizarre. Um, I don't know if you have the exact wording of it, but, you know, some discussion that he had. So his wife, the background is... Yeah, like his wife had had trouble with fertility and I guess they went through and I think she maybe delivered one and then had a miscarriage with another. And so this was a subject of interest to him. And anyway, he somehow initiated conversation with someone on his staff about this. Now, the question is how exactly this got to be so offensive and inappropriate and egregious that the moment that they heard about it, he was asked to leave when, you know, the reality is we've got, you know, the pussy grabber in chief, you know, still there. That is yeah, yeah. Now, nothing compared to the I mean, shit friends of mine in the media have said that, that this is not the whole story and that it was far more graphic and, you know, who knows exactly. Maybe it was, I, I don't know. I can't even speculate on, on what he might've been questioning or, or asking if it was possible or who knows. Um, but yeah, it was just bizarre. They had a prayer <laughs> yeah, circle. They, that was the other thing. So then he leaves and there's this circle of people around him and you just go, there's so much more to this story that we're not hearing. Um, oh, it's so much more. It, yeah. He did something fucking yeah, horrible. There's, there's something in his closet like that's, that's worse than a lot of this <laughs> that they couldn't even, and it, and it, it will come out eventually. It will, um, you know, again, clean house, brand new, you know, more new people. That's all fine. Um, I'm sure that the Republicans behind it, you know, have a plan behind that seed. And, and the reality is here's, this is what I believe. So the NSA, you know, they listen to everything we do. They pretty much know everything. I guarantee you that those tools with Trump at the helm have been politicized. Those tools have been politicized. They're using them against their political enemies. They're saving these little tidbits of information, these conversations, whatever. And when someone is no longer useful, look, suddenly the skeletons come out of their closet. So if you're in office right now and you're trying to get anything done, you better keep your ass clean and you better keep, you know, your mouth shut because 
Um, they will come after you when you are no longer of use to them. You know, you mentioned Trump and the NSA. There's actually a story I forgot to get to earlier, but maybe it'd be a good way to close out the podcast because it's fucking insane and it should be the biggest story on every news network 24-7, but they're too busy making up fake stories mm -hmm. about WikiLeaks. Um, Jeremy Scahill and Matthew Cole at The Intercept did a great uh, job of reporting this uh, from, from some sources they've talked to in the State Department and in the White House. Uh and I highly recommend reading this whole article because it's mind-boggling when you think about the implications of this. Uh, and I'm just going to read a little excerpt. Trump White House weighing plans for private spies to counter deep state enemies. Yep. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, the Trump administration is considering a set of proposals developed by Blackwater <laughs> founder Eric Prince, uh, by, by war criminal Eric Prince, uh, and a retired CIA officer with assistance from Oliver <laughs> fucking North, of all people, who is a key figure yeah. in the Iran-Contra scandal. <laughs> by the way, before I finish this story, uh, Jeremy Scahill <laughs> tweeted out the funniest thing the other day. He's like, this whole thing is like <laughs> Iran-Contra for dummies. Like, this is... <laughs> it really is. Um to prove, uh, uh, so with assistance from Oliver North, who's a key figure in Iran Contra, uh, to provide CIA Director Mike Pompeo and the White House with a global private spy network um, that would circumvent official U.S. intelligence agencies, according to several current and former U.S. intelligence officials and others familiar with the proposals. And sources say that the plans have been pitched to the White House as a means of countering deep state enemies. In the intelligence community seeking to undermine Donald Trump's presidency. Uh, the creation of such a program raises the possibility that the effort would be used to create an intelligence apparatus to justify the Trump administration's political agenda. I mean, this is just okay, wait, so wait, wait a minute here, because I'm going to put on my, when, my Republican, my tinfoil yeah. hat here for a minute. I'm going to because I have people like this in my Facebook feed. Take a step back. And if you think back to our discussion, the JFK files and everything, that there is this dark power, the deep state, whatever, within our government that is that is sure. truly pulling the strings on everything and controlling everything. If you believe of anything in that narrative, then you would think that you would have some support for this, this idea of unbalancing that power over there and maybe being able to push forward, a, you know, a different global agenda than, than the warmongers and what these people are for. So what's your issue? So, okay. I have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, number one, this is the total opposite answer. This is making a right. problem 20 times worse. The real answer is to dissolve the CIA, which is what right. JFK actually was trying to do and basically undercut them because they're an unnecessary agency. They just, they act as this political arm of, of, you know, really shitty military industrial complex interests around the world and they really don't need to exist because we have the fbi uh investigating federal crimes we have the nsa you know uh, conducting surveillance um and we have the state department we don't need the cia in there and, and all they've done is make things fucking a thousand times worse uh, globally, I mean, they've toppled democratically elected leaders in Iran, in, well, in a bunch of, of countries those, in the those Middle East. You, know, you just they've, mentioned they've they're their that. own little feudal empire, right? And they're in battle. You know, FBI, CIA, NSA. Sure. Each one of them has you know bits of power. And even if you were to dissolve the CIA, components of that would be rolled into other areas. It's not really going to go away. You can give the agency, you know, dissolve so, it, but. 
Well, I think they all need to be, yeah, they all need to be greatly uh, scaled back and regulated. I mean, the NSA, obviously, we know is it, it, just breaking, break, you know, totally doing unconstitutional surveillance twenty four seven, collecting all of our metadata. I can't look up a pair of um, shoes without them following me everywhere need. for the next six weeks. <laughs> yeah, the, the the AI on all of this. Yeah, I mean, no, the, I the mean, surveillance. All... You know, Google. You know, my phone listens to me whether I like it or not, and keeps those files in my phone. I mean, just nuts. <laughs> I'm surrounded by surveillance devices. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm talking into a microphone. My phone's a surveillance device. My tablet, my Are TV. Are you feeling like, guilty about the things you, know, you do? When, people laugh when Kellyanne Conway. The you do when you're alone. <laughs> They're watching you. No, I, it's just you know, I, you know, we're we're we're, we're yeah, surrounded by are. surveillance devices, and we just and people just accept it because if you if you really thought about that as like a pair of eyes, well, everywhere, yeah, I mean, you'd what go did Comey say? Insane. You know, tape over your um, your webcam. You know, don't leave it on. I mean, because yeah, he knows yeah, enough. He, he so I have mine turned up um, when it you know mine doesn't even work half the time. But yeah, I think yeah. Well, so <laughs> the problems with this are myriad um, beyond just the implications of expanding, <laughs> uh, intel, you know, rogue intelligence using agencies. The word myriad, by this the is way. a private. <laughs> <laughs> this is a private yeah. fucking force. He's trying to create. I mean, people have compared this to like the SS. Like he's trying to create a private group that will carry out his political agenda who are not bound by any of the token restraints that we put on the intelligence agencies in this country like the fbi and cia and all these as horrible as they are are still somewhat accountable to the american government if not the american people obviously (laughs) not the american people look i mean not they're not they operate extrajudiciously all the time but that's usually with the support of the u.s government in this case he could literally use this to just target political enemies which is absolutely what he's going to do it for because he's a fucking lunatic with fascist tendencies i mean and this group could perform renditions Mm -hmm. you know which is or kidnappings uh totally with with um immunity impunity like just uh go into countries kidnap people fucking commit assassinations totally destabilize they're they're gonna be allowed to go into regions legally right now would blow people's minds oh yeah of course so I agree um, with you. I mean, it's not the answer is not to keep building more agencies to fight the other ones that have become powerful is to try to, you know, dismantle the um, the power structure itself. Um, you know, and that's. But you know what? Eric, Eric Prince is a fucking warmongering, radical Christian fucking lunatic um, who committed war crimes in Iraq and Afghanistan. You know, he's a private contractor. He's just us privatizing the war so we didn't have to start a draft to get people actually you know, yeah. rallied against the... Yeah. So we're paying them, and they're just not accountable like you, like American soldiers are. They just do whatever the fuck they want. They've committed a trial. We've proven that they committed war right. crimes, massacred civilians, um, and they're just not held accountable. Eric Prince should be in fucking jail for the rest of his life, but instead he's got the president's ear and his sister-in-law is running the that department of education <laughs> and uh yeah and eric prince also is has proposed totally fucking privatizing the war in afghanistan he wants to become the viceroy of afghanistan which would sound like a fucking satire if it weren't sc- the fucking scary truth he actually okay, wants to I become the viceroy, episode, of afghanistan. the viceroy of afghanistan and matt laffer's bag of dildos <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't make a little wordy for a title. We'll, we'll come up with something. Um, and it, it's just horrifying the implications and what he's going to do because he's again, the bitch of the military industrial complex and he has a bunch of buddies and actually he serves to directly financially gain from more war is he's going to send people into testy diplomatic situations like Iran, North Korea, and agitate for their own political interests because they want fucking war with Iran. You know, Mike Pompeo is fucking chomping at the bit to go to war with Iran. Eric Prince is chomping at the bit to go to war with Iran. And then going to war with Iran is a yeah. fucking nightmare. You think the Iraq war was bad? Iran has a much stronger military, much stronger government, much stronger infrastructure. That's going to be a fucking disaster. That is going to be the new Vietnam. I mean, I already consider Iraq right. and Afghanistan the new Vietnam, but that's really going to be the new Vietnam. And and they probably will have to ins <laughs> try to instate a draft, although they're going to try to Shit, privatize it. These episodes it as much are so depressing. I mean, you know, I'm so politically active and oh, I do God. so much and I try to stay positive or making progressive change and all of these things. But then we, ha we talk like this and I feel like I should just fucking go get a bag of drugs and just tune out and say, fuck it. Cause you're never going to win. You're never going to beat it. I mean, it's just so it's huge. Yeah. Um, we're swimming against the tide constantly. Yeah. Well, get a bag of drugs or a bag of dicks we should or get out of here, whatever but... it is, bag of dildos that you want to do. And, you know, take a moment, pause, take a deep breath from the resistance or the Mick resistance or the Mick feminism movement or whatever you're a part of and take a breath. You know, I, I I I do want to lighten it up before we get out of here. I wanted to play you an audio clip, uh, apropos of nothing, but it's just it, it's one of my favorite things ever. Um, is from Alex Jones this week on on his show. Let's hear um, it. <laughs> uh, I'll play that, and then we'll come back and talk about it quick, and then we'll get out of here. Most of the so-called liberal lesbians and all these groups, they just want to have the guy with the duck sash haircut and the James Dean outfit. The truth is James Dean wasn't slapping girls around, but they want to be the ones slapping the girls around. And statistically, it shows it. I'm not blaming all lesbians, but it shows that most of these butch lesbians, they want to be the guy smacking the hot chick around. They think that's manly. And a lot of the chicks, they like it. See, because no man will do that to him, and I'm not saying it's good if a man does that, but some women like it. And if they can't find a man to smack them around, well, they found them a girl going to do it real good. Knock them upside their head and have 50 shades of gray about the so sexy rich guy that's going to chain you up. Of course, you're going to get chained up one time. They're going to put that devil mask or that piggy mask on. They're going to say, now I'm going to torture you for about six weeks. So start begging for your mommy and your daddy. That's the liberals. <laughs> They want to get you in a dungeon. He does. They want to strap you down and take a buzzsaw and cut the top of your head off like a pumpkin and pull it off and get a little spoon and go, well, you're looking in the mirror. This is one thing I know they like to do. Like, I'm going to eat your brain now. <laughs> let's start. Let's start at the side areas here because we don't want to take away your sight at the back or your thinking on the front. I'm going to eat your cerebral cortex last because <laughs> I've got power. I love Satan, and I'm going to suck you dry, and I'm going to torture you to death. <laughs> and you're going to follow my liberal orders, and you're going to talk like I talk, and you're going to be guilty when I say you're guilty, and you're going to bow to me. And I'm going to teach huge hordes of people that we shovel welfare at to hate you if you produce, to hate you if you're good, and to create a total system of collapse. Is that it? <laughs> I'm not sure that was ever going to end. <laughs> Um, so that 
just just <laughs> FYI, the president has been on that guy's show and considers. What do you call it? Is that political <laughs> theater? <laughs> what do you call that? But you know the the irony of it is. <laughs> the irony of it is, gonna, yeah. Go ahead. Gotta cut the top of your brain. So. <laughs> By the way. There's something Can in the search warrant for Alex his... Jones's basement because that was way too specific. <laughs> talking about which part, which part of the brain to cut out on? to make sure that you don't look like. Um, that was way too specific. Something. Well, you no, know, but the irony I, I just of think this that was is a recollection that the ones that are the experience. worst about this are are the conservatives, and That's I speak liberals. for having been on that side of the fence. And and I mean, th- because they're so repressed and you know hypocritical and whatever else the. If you talk to a dominatrix about who her clients are, it's not it's not the liberals with the piercings and the, you know, crazy hair color and the, all of that. It is the uptight dudes in suits, you know, like super conservative Wall Street. That's Those liberal. are the ones going in asking to be punished and all of this shit. Not lesbians. <laughs> I mean, hey, everybody has their kink, but come on. <laughs> liberal lesbians. <laughs> and you know what? He sounded Alex Jones. He sounded yeah. jealous to me. He sounded jealous, like <laughs> like that these butch women orders. were getting the women that he wanted. <laughs> I, I just, oh, of course, he was he was getting way into it. Yeah, no, he was. And uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is a lot hey, of that shit was way too specific <laughs> to have just been made up off the top of his head. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess with that, we should get out of here for the week. But um, please uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Move Left. Uh, and check us out on Patreon. We, we do uh, movie review podcasts on Patreon for our $3 backers. Um, so we review uh, political politically themed movies we did uh jfk you know the oliver stone 1991 movie and then a couple weeks ago we did they live the uh 1988 john carpenter called classic um so if you want to hear our thoughts on those movies where we kind of break them down talk about what we thought was interesting uh you know kind of reflect them on on today's society um things like that uh, that, those are a lot looser discussions on the podcast because we're not, you know, tethered to a specific uh, news item of the week. So check that out. Uh, that's patreon.com slash move left. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. And we're at uh, we're twitter.com uh, at move left idiots. And come check us out next week.
There's insanity in the control room tonight. Okay.